Welcome back, everyone. We're here doing a little fantasy uh, football talk, IDP style. I'm Ronnie Johnson. I'm here with Sean Smith. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing IDP. I'm doing phenomenal. That's <laughs> phenomenal. my IDP of the day. <laughs> doing good. Nice. Uh, we're, we made it to Thursday. Uh, NFL at least has all of its games on, but college football looks like they're canceling almost every game this week or postponing. So more Rona. You hanging in there? Barely. A lot of Rona around here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into our news and notes real quick. Um, the bye weeks, first of all, are Atlanta, Dallas, Kansas City, and the New York Jets. And then some news. Miles Sanders practicing again, so look for him to come back. He's probably one of, uh, you know, at least a top four, top five running back when he's healthy, maybe even top three in some circles. So look for him to be back shortly. Justin Jackson is not practicing. Uh, Tennessee's cornerback, Adoree Jackson, he's activated off the IR, so he should be back soon. Kansas City's wide receiver, McCole Hardman, he's on the COVID list. Uh, Cincinnati picked up defensive lineman, Tack McKinley, off of waivers after they traded away Carlos Dunlap. So we'll see how that works. Maybe they're just, uh, you know, they can't trade him at this point, so they, they can't really win much, I don't think, but maybe they can be competitive. We'll see. San Francisco's safety, Jaquiski Tart, he's on IR with a foot injury. Baltimore's cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, he's off of the COVID list, so look for him to be back this week. Although I did see that uh, Baltimore did have an undisclosed, undisclosed player that tested positive for COVID-19, so that could spell more trouble for Baltimore. And then last but not least, Dallas activated the cornerback, Jadobi Wuzier, from IR with his hamstring injury, so look for him to be back. And I think that Dallas defense, they're making some steps forward. I think their team's done, but their defense could look pretty good the rest of the year. That's all I've really got for news and notes. Do you have anything to add to that? No, nothing really other than on the bye weeks. I bet this, I wonder if this is the best chance the Jets have to win a game this year. They might even lose their bye. We'll see. (laughs) But they're still chugging along for that first pick in the draft. We'll see who that happens to be. All right, I've got a target practice again for you. We haven't done okay. this for a while, but these are the only did the top three in targets on the year for each position on offense, wide receiver, tight end, and running back. So do you have a name you want to throw out in wide receiver? And we'll see if you can nail one in the top three. In the top three. Let's go Hopkins for Arizona. And let's go... Sean um, Diggs from Buffalo. And that's my only guesses. Well, you got the number one, Stephon Diggs at 91. Hopkins didn't make the top three. In fact, he's not even in the top seven. He's down there behind Terry McLaurin and Robbie Anderson and Amari Cooper. And the top three are uh, Stephon Diggs at 91, Keenan Allen. He's always a target monster every year, even with the rookie quarterback. He's got 86, and Allen Robinson also has 86. So do you have a guess for tight end in the top targets on the year? No, oh, it's got to be uh, Travis Kelsey. He seems to be the only one who can stay healthy. And he's the guy beast. for Baltimore. <laughs> well, Travis Kelsey is number one. Uh, he's 
pretty much the number one tight end in most leagues by far. Then you got Darren Waller, the Las Vegas guy. So Kelsey has 80 targets. Darren Waller has yep. 71 Ooh. for Las Vegas. And Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram for the Giants at 64. Because the Giants, that's their game plan now. Throw it to the tight end. I think he's, if you look at his last three games, he's getting pretty close to Evan Ingram, that is. He's getting pretty close to 10 targets a game. So look for Evan Ingram to, to kind of keep moving up this list. And last but not least, you ought to get the number one and running back pretty easy. But the next two, eh, they're not too hard. Oh, running backs. Dalvin Cook missed some time. I know Kamara is probably number one. Number two, with all the injuries, it is weird this year. I'm going to go Michael Davis. Yep. You got number one and two. So Alvin Kamara has 72. And then it's a okay. huge drop-off to Mike Davis and Ezekiel Elliott. Both have 40. Oh, Elliott's that high, huh? Yep. He can't run it too well with that line, but they're still throwing <laughs> it to him. I wish they would do a lot more screens that maybe you would take to the house for 50 or 60 yards, but haven't seen much of that this year. All right, oh, those are – go ahead. Oh, did you see the article about uh, talking about Zeke and the Cowboys? Jerry I Jones, not. I will not pick Lawrence. I am so happy with Prescott. He'll Even pick if we Lawrence. get the number one pick. <laughs> if he gets the chance, he's going to take Lawrence. He could say all that all he wants, but – I mean, that's the smart thing to say right now because right now you don't have the number one pick. You don't even know if uh, Lawrence is going to be there when you do pick, even if you do pick number one. So you don't want to start ruining your team now. You got to wait till the offseason. Yeah, exactly. But I think most teams will say that, except for maybe the Jets. But if they get the <laughs> chance, they're, they're taking Trevor Lawrence if he's out there. He could even be the number two pick, right? Depends on how the – the rest of the season goes. I don't even think Trevor Lawrence will get the Heisman at this point unless he comes back and plays. But, I mean, we're Thanksgiving's coming up, but I'm kind of thankful to see any kind of football at this point. Exactly. I mean, uh, the uh, the Utes for Utah didn't even get a play last week in their opener because of a COVID outbreak. And I think the other uh, team that can the game that was canceled was California and Washington. And now you've got – what is it? LSU's not playing this week. I think Alabama might be out. There was at least four SEC games that are canceled or postponed. So it's it's going to be tough. But any game that plays is football to watch. And it's you know it reminds us that football is it's a game. It's fun. You don't play it for the million dollar salaries that some of these coaches <laughs> play because it it's a fun game, right? And obviously right. people are gonna coach and play football for money i mean that's why so many people play it is because there's a chance even though it's pretty slim that you can go on and play in the nfl for millions of dollars a year but not everybody's going to make that 95 96 97 98 percent of players are playing for fun because that's it and you know college education is pretty nice too true all right so uh let's move on to the defensive side of the ball and do something similar to targets. We'll do solos this week. So these are the positional leaders, uh, top three in each, for solo tackles. Uh, starting with linebacker, do you have a guess of someone that might be in the top three? Eric Kendricks, because we talked about him last week. He's so been that's number one. He's been number okay. one for a long time, but he's number two this week. Yeah, so, right. uh, Roquan Smith has 62. Eric Kendricks has 59. Ooh. And Blake Martinez at 54. And right. if you paid attention, those three 
linebackers are probably near the top of everybody's wish list for linebackers. Roquan Smith, Eric Kendricks, and Blake Martinez. All right, moving on to DB. This one should be pretty easy. Can you name? I'll I'll I'll, I'll put the over under at two. Can you name at least two of these DBs? Well, I'm going to go with my boy, Buda Baker. He's in there. And he doesn't score a lot, but God, he gets all for a DB gets a lot of tackles. My guy who I just cut, Josh Jones. He is not up there. Look at your ah. look at your you're the one list. Look at your you're the one, one list. list. Well, let's see. (laughs) Jordan Pryor. Yep, there you go. You got it. How about that? I didn't think you'd get it. Jordan Poyer, 60. Buda Baker, 51. And Daniel Sorensen at 45. So I think the the top two have pretty been consistent, but Daniel Sorensen's moving up there. And last but not, this is the hard one, you know, because D line, you mostly have them for sacks. But if you can get a D lineman that gets uh, tackles, especially solos, you get you get that floor moved up a little bit. So can you name? I'll put the over under at one because this is so hard. Can you name a defensive lineman that's in the top three here in solos? Uh, I would guess with all the linebackers and playing D line, all that. I'm gonna guess Trey Hen- Hendrickson. He's a beast. Nope, he does have a lot of sacks. But uh, this guy wears, the number one guy here, wears a, a number in the 50s, so you're on the right track. But Alden Smith for Dallas. Oh, really? He's got okay. 24 solos to lead the league. And then right behind him is Akeem Hicks uh, with 23 solos. And then a tie for third, Jonathan Allen and Demarcus Lawrence. So you got a couple of Dallas guys here. And maybe that's because Dallas is on defense a lot, but. <laughs> Jonathan Allen and Demarcus Lawrence are right up there with 22. So they, you know, they're, they're all down quite a bit from the other guys, but it's kind of good to pay attention to that because if you just need to guarantee points, you know, we got playoffs coming up in most fantasy leagues and not, not too distant future within three or four weeks. So these are guys to start watching. All right. Yeah. That's it for my, uh, my st- statistical trivia. I was going to say, do sacks where I can at least get three of the top three. I I could guess, uh, you know, I don't I don't have the stacks in front of me, but I would say Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald are right up there. Yeah, but and I don't know. Hen- uh, Hendrickson's probably number three. Yeah, I would have guessed Brandon He's been Graham. A beast. Okay. So here it is. Uh, you're right, Troy Hendrickson or Trey Hendrickson is seven and a half behind the two leaders at nine, and then Ooh. Brandon Graham, Emmanuel Ogba. Zadarius Smith and TJ Watt all have seven. So it's only a half a sec separating the third and these basically fourth or seventh. Zadarius Smith is kind of a surpriser there. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he might be on my, the one list for uh, green Bay, Mm -hmm. but somebody's doing something right there. Yeah. All right. Our speaking of you're the one, are you ready to move on to you're the one? I am. All right, let's go. You're the one for week 10. Wow, it's been uh, been a great season. I'll tell you, before we get started on this, there are a couple of spots here where I changed, in fact, three spots where I had the same guy pretty much all year, and I changed him this year. So be ready for that. No more, uh, you know, resting on on having this spot all year just because you've had it all year. 
All right, so let's get started. Uh, uh, starting with Buffalo and the AFC East. Uh, this guy we just mentioned as a leader in solos at defensive back, Jordan Poyer. Um, I'm sticking with him. I've had him not all year, but I've had him most of the year sticking with him this year. But linebacker Tremaine Edmonds had a monster game last week. So keep an eye on him to grab the spot. But Jordan Poyer still has it. And I also am sticking with Jordan myself. Okay. New England. This one's always a tough one. Um, Adrian Phillips is making another push to get this spot back, but I'm sticking for sticking with Jonathan Jones or Joe Nathan Jones, as I like to say, for at least one more week. But keep an eye on Adrian Phillips. And I'm going to stick with J.C. Jackson. He's playing pretty good ball. And he's leading the NFL in interceptions. And I think he's got a couple Ooh, of fumble, fumble recoveries. So a lot, of, a lot of taking the ball away from the other team for that guy. All right, so moving on to the Jets. This one's tough. Uh, Brian Poole went out early in the game last week with a knee injury. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be back. I think he will. I think they said he was probable to return in that game, but never did. I'm sticking with them, but he's definitely on notice. I'm keeping an eye on the safety, Ashton Davis. He's looking pretty good. And I've got Mr. Desire still. Pure desire. You know, he's starting to be the quarterback that, or the cornerback that they're going away from, and they're looking on the other side at that bless Austin. So yeah. uh, keep an eye on on the other cornerback to start getting picked on now and start getting some tackles. All right, so Miami's up next. I this is one of them. I had Jerome Baker all year long until this week. Emmanuel Ogba is just too big of a stud to to look away from. So I finally made the switch. It's Emmanuel Ogba. You're the one. And I'm going to stick with Ogba. I made the switch last week, and he hasn't done anything to change. You saw the writing on the wall earlier than I did, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Baltimore. I've had Marlon Humphrey for a few weeks. He was on the Rona list. He's, he's holding on to the spot, we'll call it that. But I'm sticking with Marlon Humphrey. But the safety to Sean Elliott's a guy to keep an eye on. I still have Patrick Queen all year, and I just don't find anyone I like really more. I mean, for such a great defense, no one's really sticking out really much. That's probably a team effort. I agree with you there. So that other rookie, so Patrick Queen was a rookie, and was Malik, uh, something with an H. Anyway, the other rookie linebacker, he's, he's starting to come along, so keep an eye on him as well. Um, Pittsburgh. I've had TJ Watt for the last few weeks sticking with them, but look out for Vince Williams. He might take it soon. Yeah, and I switched to the big D line, stepping to it, and I'm sticking with them. That's another week. So with Pittsburgh, they uh, you know they just traded for uh, was it Avery Williamson from the Jets? Yep. And I'm kind of curious. Do you think he's going to come in and fill that Devin Bush role, or do you think they're just going to keep him for depth and he's just going to be a backup for a while? Depth for a while, just in case, because they that linebacker crew's been hit pretty hard. That's true. So I'd like to see him because I still have him on my roster, but I'm kind of wondering <laughs> how long do I do I wait this one out? But we'll see. All right. So the next couple of teams were on a bye. Cincinnati was on a bye last week. I've had Jesse Bates sticking with him. Jesse Bates here. Cleveland. I've had Miles Garrett all year. 
uh, sticking with them. They were on a buy last week. Yeah, I was going to change, but Garrett's, yeah, I got to stick with it. <laughs> yeah, right. This is this is the only week I think you can really count on Miles. I, I was surprised that Miles Garrett did not get a sack on his bye week. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's that consistent and gets sacks. I was sure he would have got one while he was off. He probably got exactly. one in practice. <laughs> Jacksonville, I made a switch. So I've had uh, Joe, Joe Schobert for the last three weeks. I'm switching to Miles Jack. He came back and he slightly edged out. Schobert had a great game, but Miles Jack was just a, a hair better. And Miles Jack had the spot before. So I'm going back to Miles Jack while he's healthy. Yep. And I'm going to stick with Mr. Show because he still put on a good show. Joe the show. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of thinking. Okay. Miles is going to come back. Joe's going to, you know, go back to just getting, you know, six, seven, eight tackles. But Miles Jack is going to get all the other stuff like sacks and deflections and all that. But they both had pretty much similar lines. I think an assisted tackle here or there is really the only separation. All right, moving on to Tennessee. This team is getting a little concerning to me of who to go with. But I've had Malcolm Butler last couple of weeks. I'm switching to Jayon Brown at linebacker. His, his forced fumbles is what gives him the edge right now over Malcolm Butler. So I'm going Jayon Brown, linebacker. Hmm. I'm sticking with Butler and I'm keep looking for a new guy. I might have to look into the linebacker. I've had, uh, you know, that Rashawn Evans linebacker at Tennessee on my roster pretty much all year. And, you know, I thought, okay, the first game he throws a plunge, gets ejected, whatever he'll come back. And, you know, he's, he's been a consistent, like uh, double digit guy, 10 to 12 points, but that's all he gets. And sometimes yeah. you want, you know, a little better than just 10 points. It's nice to have the consistency, but you need the need the guy that can go up and get you over 20 points once in a while. And the only thing that saved uh, Rashawn Evans uh, this week was his half a sack because he didn't really get that many tackles. So I'm a little concerned there, but Jalen Brown does look pretty good. All right, so Indianapolis. I uh, switched to Darius Leonard last week, sticking with him. Another big game for Darius Leonard. Huge game. I had Buckner all year. And I'm switching to Leonard. First yeah. change so far. Wow, I've already had three. So you're on the, the bandwagon with me of changing off guys yep. that you've had all year. This is the yeah. Game. All right, so Houston. I've had Zach Cunningham for a few weeks. Uh, four in a row. Let's make it five in a row for Zach Cunningham. He had himself a buffet game last week. I think he had at least five different stat categories. Zach Cunningham is the one. And I've had Cunningham for a few weeks. I'm sticking with him also. All right. So for Kansas City, um, I've had Daniel Sorensen the last two weeks, make it three. We just talked about him in the uh, the leaders and solos. He was number three. So he's still getting the tackles, Daniel Sorensen. Yep. And I'm not moving off of Daniel Sorensen until we figure out what's going on with Chris Jones. He's been <laughs> gone, Houdini. And he got a sack last game and so did Frank Clark, but that's about all they did. I think they were both on a one line, one O line, one sack, nothing yep. great, but sacks the sacks. So you got to love that. All right. Los Angeles chargers. Uh, Joey Bosa missed the last game, probably because of concussion protocol. Plus he was a little banged up, uh, but nobody else stood out. So I'm sticking with Joey Bosa at D line. That's what I was going to say. I know he missed, but it's like, do you really want anyone else? So I had to stick with Bosa. Yeah. And there's guys on there, but you know, when you're looking for the rest of the year, I don't want to switch now. I'd still rather have Joey Bosa going forward. 
So yeah. that, that guy's a guy I've had all year. And the next guy, Las Vegas, I've had Jonathan Abram all year sticking with him. But Max Crosby, your guy, he's looking good, looking really good. Yeah, and I'm sticking with Max Crosby. Yeah, I was ready to switch. But I'm like, you know what? I got I to gotta stick out a little bit longer with Jonathan Abram just because he's, he's so good. All right, last team of the AFC, Denver. I've had Justin Simmons now for six, seven weeks. He's just a stud, I think. I mean, he's, he keeps the score lead going for that defense. So I'm staying with Justin Simmons. And I've had Simmons maybe all year, but I'm sticking with him. <laughs> I was leaning towards Bradley Chubb, but he just really hasn't, you know, kept it going. So we'll see. And that could change soon, but hard to switch. All right, moving on to the NFC. Um, this is one where I, I don't know why I'm sticking with this guy, but John Bostick I've had all year. Um, I'm sticking with him again this week, but it's, I think he's kind of on his way out. But look for safety Cameron Curl to move in and take this spot. If he can put together a second big game, I think he's just a rookie too. He might, I think, out of Arkansas. Don't, don't quote me on that, but <laughs> it might be his spot. John Bostick is kind of slipping a little bit here. Yeah, and I decided, you know what, he's, I've had Bostick along for a while too. I went and made a switch to Chase Young because I'd rather have the possible dominant defensive player. And he I always think he's finally getting me. Yep. So I went to Chase Young. Do you think Don't know how uh, long it'll last? Do you think he's going to keep it going, Chase Young? I hope so. I think he's getting better. So I put him in there just as a limb and it's either going to make me look really bad or really good. He did have that sack. And, you know, I think before it for like three games prior to that, it was just getting tackles, but a lot of tackles. So if he can start adding sacks to that, I am looking for another year, the one for uh, Washington, but sticking with Bostick. So, all right, let's move on to Dallas. I swear this is one where I almost change every week. And this week is no exception. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, he was it, but man, with a broken foot, you can't really stay on this list. So I switched to Jalen Smith, linebacker. And I've had Jalen Smith for a while, and I'm sticking with Jalen Smith. I believe Jalen Smith leads the NFL in assists, which a lot has to do with where you play. And he's got it by one over Blake Martinez. So these assist guys, I mean, those are free points. You just breathe on a guy when he falls down, and they give you one extra point. (laughs) <laughs> gotta love the uh, scorekeepers all right moving on to philly this team is always interesting i was ready to switch but it's so hard to leave brandon graham so i'm sticking with brandon graham at least one one more week he is you know he's he's up there in tackles he's up there in sacks uh but linebacker tj edwards he's making his name known but for now it's brandon graham and this was the defense that we were having a struggle at the beginning of the year. Like, where's this great defense? We can't even find anyone we like. We couldn't even name a defensive lineman, if I remember <laughs> right, Yep. other than Fletcher, you know. But Brandon Graham's my man. I'm sticking with him. All right. And next one should be, well, I don't know. So this one's getting tougher. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. So we got the Giants. I've had Blake Martinez now for two weeks in a row. I'm making it three weeks in a row, but... Watch out for Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers here. Jabril Peppers had a pretty good game last week, so I'm, I'm keeping an eye on him. I wanted a switch, but Logan Ryan's right up there too, so sticking with Blake Martinez. I am also sticking with Martinez, but I agree with you. I mean, linebackers are a little easier to find, so for the one, like, 
if you can get a linebacker almost as good, but then get a Peppers who's been playing lights out, it's kind of hard not to switch, but I'm almost making that switch to Peppers. That defense has me excited. I mean, you've got Leonard Williams up front. You got Blake Martinez in the middle, and then you got Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers in the back end, and Jabril Peppers is finally healthy and playing well. The corners on the outside, you got the juice, Bradbury. I think they traded off one of their, or they cut one of their, uh, their other corners. We hadn't played much, and of course the Jets picked him up, but that, that defense might start turning things around there. So look for them to do good. All right, uh, Green Bay. I, had, I switched to Zedarius Smith last week. I'm sticking with them, but safety Adrian Amos is looking solid back there. But I'm staying with Zedarius Smith because of sacks. Yeah, Zedarius Smith surprised me how high he's on the sack list, but I am also going to stick with him. All right, next up we have Chicago. I've had Roquan Smith all year. There's no questions here. I mean, he's number one in solos right now. Yeah, and I've went to Roquan after having Mac for a few weeks, but the guy's a beast. All right, next up, this one's fun, Minnesota. So Eric Kendricks is now number two in the league in solos, and I've had him all year until this week. <laughs> the other Eric, Eric Wilson at linebacker, is now the one. Kendrick has zero sacks. Eric Kendricks has zero sacks to Wilson's two and a half. And that sealed it for me. I need some sacks out of my linebackers. They don't have to have a lot, but they got to have some. So Eric Wilson, it's, you're the one. I stuck with Kendricks and I was going to make the move, but I was going to make it to the DB Smith. Ooh, okay. Harrison. Yeah, he's, nice. He's coming back and he's playing well. But so I, I'm sticking with Kendricks. <laughs> in our league, I did, uh, I was the only one that put in a waiver wire claim for Eric Wilson and I picked him up. Nobody else even bid on him. And even he had a he had a pretty big game last week. So I'm starting him this week. So he better not let me down because he's my one. All right, moving on. Detroit. I've had Tracy Walker all year. Another one I'm switching off of. He's just not doing enough to maintain this spot. I switched to, I think, your guy, the big guy, Romeo Aquara. With Tracy Walker getting injured, I have to go look at sacks now. So the big Romeo guy. And I'm sticking with Romeo. Been a little disappointed because his matchups have been so great. I was expecting more, but he's been okay. He's not killing me as much. Yeah. It might be time to start looking at the linebacker for Detroit because I have a feeling they're going to go on a pretty negative run in terms of losing here. So they might be just making tackles. But I do like your Romeo. So moving yeah. on to New Orleans. Um, I made the switch back in, was it week five or so, to Malcolm Jenkins. And I've had him ever since, and I don't see a reason to change except for there's a good case for Trey Hendrickson after he had two sacks last week. But I'm sticking sticking it out with Malcolm Jenkins for now. All right. And I've had Trey Hendrickson for two weeks now, and I'm going to stick with him. I like up front. He's solid. And you got, who's it, uh, Cameron Jordan on the other side, the the vet there, the senior vet. Yeah. So I Senior think, vet. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see where the double teams go, but he is, he's definitely worth consideration, but I'm sticking it out. All right. This is another team Atlanta. That's always interesting. I think this is one of the teams that I changed the most often. So I did it again mm -hmm. this week. Last week I had Dion Jones. Uh, this week I'm switching to Foyasad Aluakon. He had all buffet numbers last week. So it gets him the spot. You know, I like my buffet guys. 
Yeah, and I'm sticking with Dion myself, so I just, he's pretty consistent. I want that consistency for right now. I noticed, uh, just speaking of consistency, that you dropped a linebacker that's been doing pretty consistent in your free agent moves this week. And I yeah. thought that was, well, that, that's something to keep an eye on. And I was, do you want to, do you want to explain yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, KJ Wright. Yep. You've had him and He's his been... last three weeks are 16, 12 and 15. So. Yep. And I picked up, I can't even pronounce his name in uh, Vegas. Um, oh, quiet Kowski. Yeah. It's, like you said, K.J. Wright's been pretty good, 15, 14, right there. But he's not getting me that big game. I want – my other linebackers are pretty consistent, and Cunningham and Devin White. So I picked him up as more of that big play option guy because he had such a great game last week. He did get a 23 in our league, 10 solos yeah. and three assists. So, But he doesn't get the sacks and interceptions and – you know, that kind of stuff, PDs. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll it might see, be a good move. He's, he's coming back. 20's more than the 15 that he's been getting me every week. That's true. And I think early on, KJ Wright, like uh, if you have to you have to go back to like weeks four and five, he had some pretty big games, 25 and 23. But outside yeah. of that, he's been, uh, you know, averaging right around 14. So I thought that was an interesting one, speaking of consistency. Who do you drop, do you? Because I was going to drop Alexander Johnson from Denver, who's That's been double-digit all year except for one game. So I was like, ah, I'm not quite sure which one to keep, but they're the same player. They're going to just get you 15 or below. They're really yeah. not going to have that big game. So I was like, well, Nick, big solos, you know, scored in the 20s. I'm not going to play him. So I just – we'll see what happens. I, I mean, Alexander, Alexander Johnson is the – the better consistency guy because last three games, five solos, five solos, five solos. And then he adds, you know, three to five assists on top of that. He's another guy that's not getting too many sacks and interceptions and pass deflections, but his average is higher. So I think you have to there. And that, that explains why you made that move is because you have Alexander Johnson, if you want the 15 point consistency. Yeah. So I just did it for upside, not, knowing what to do, but I doubt I'll play him with Cunningham and Mr. White, you know? Yeah. All right. So not to get too sidetracked, let's get back. Uh, we just did Atlanta, right? So Tampa Bay yep. is up next. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I switched back to Devin White after having Levante David for a few weeks and then Devin White before that. I'm sticking with Devin White and I think he's the clear leader. He leads the team in solos and he's second in sacks on the team behind JPP. So sticking with Devin White. Yeah, it's hard to move off of Mr. White. I think I've had him all year. <laughs> I have to say, I am impressed with JPP leading that team in sacks because you have Shaquille Barrett on the other side, who I thought might be in that spot. But JPP, he's been through everything. He's getting up there in age, and he's still leading that team in sacks. They could have used some last week, though. How old do you think he is? I mean, do you have his age? Honestly, I do head? not. But I know, I know he's been, been around. Forever. I can uh, pull up his age real quick. He's been in the league for 11 years, so I don't know how okay, old that not makes as him. old. I was thinking he was in the league for 15 to 18. Oh, that's probably more like Fitzgerald, if you're thinking that. Larry Fitzgerald, Gerald, yeah. receiver for uh, Arizona. But 
He's been in the league for 17 years, Larry Fitzgerald. So you want old. But you know what? Got to give him credit. He is, you know, he's not an all-star, but he's doing more than his share for that team. So just had to get a little shot out to JPP because he's doing it. And, you know, the injuries he's been through, that's even more impressive. And, you know, yesterday was uh, Veterans Day. So I know it's a little bit different type of veteran, but still <laughs> JPP is quite the vet. All right, moving on to Carolina. Uh I've I, I've been with Jeremy Chin for about four straight weeks. I had to switch off him. I think he's he's getting the numbers, but it's just tackles. And just like you were with your linebackers, you're looking for a little bit more. I switched to Brian Burns, the defensive lineman here. Chin is out injured, uh, and I'm looking at sacks and turnovers, so I got to go Brian Burns. I made the same switch to Mr. Burns because of the injury and – He's playing up front. He's been a beast the last, I think we've been talking about him for five weeks or so. Yep. He's making, you know, all the, the Alba Fay team, some waiver wire. So Mr. Burns, uh, where's that from? Is that Simpsons? It could be. And then there's a, uh, I, I think of the, I'll have to Google Mr. Burns. The, <laughs> um, there's a movie with an old white guy, but that doesn't narrow it down. But his name was Mr. Burns. And, I think uh, that's uh, Homer's boss at, the, at yeah. the power plant is Mr. Burns. So I just, when you said that, I'm like, that name sounds familiar when you called Brian Burns, Mr. Yeah. Burns. I'm like, and you, from? And you put Mr. Burns and that's the only thing that comes up is uh, the guy from the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. But there's another one. I am going to have to. Well, we'll let you get it. to that while I move on. So we got Arizona <laughs> next. Uh, this one's kind of too easy to, actually it's getting harder. So I've had Buda Baker for the last, only the last four weeks. I'm sticking with Buda Baker just because he's Buda Baker. He's he's playing like a stud. He's doing those safety blitzes. He's getting everywhere. But linebacker Devondre Campbell, he's pretty close. Speaking of the consistent linebacker score, Devondre Campbell is really good. But Buda Baker still has the slight edge. So I'm sticking with Buda. And I am also sticking with Buda. All right, moving on to Seattle. My man's back. Jamal Adams came back. Uh, I had Bobby Wagner last week. I'm switching to Jamal Adams. He outplayed Wagner, who also had a good game. But Jamal Adams, you're the one. Wow, and I am sticking with Mr. Wagner. Okay. But he had a great game, too. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to points, knock him. Not bad, yeah. But Jamal Adams had just a slightly better game. So I'm making the switch. <laughs> All right, moved on to Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I've had Aaron Donald for quite a while, sticking with them. They had a bye. Yeah, how do you go from Donald? Yeah, he's still sack leader in the league, at least in a tie with Miles Garrett. Uh, San Francisco, another guy I've had all year, Fred Warner, linebacker, sticking with them. But injuries and COVID are really taking their tolls on this team. I think they're they're in trouble going forward with how many people they're losing. Yeah, and I've got Warner, but I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about how they were the number one team hit with injuries, and then now the COVID strikes. That's the last thing they needed. I mean, I don't know how many people they lost because of that, but you add that to injuries, and I mean, you're not winning with a practice team. But, you know, they had some, at least they had some guys that showed out, like that receiver, Richie James. Don't know if yeah. they'll keep going because they've got other guys, but. Yeah, that's the one good thing about it is you get to see these guys who wouldn't have had a chance otherwise play. 
All right, that is our You're the One for week 10. I think it was a pretty good list. I, You know, it's it's kind of good, I think, to get off these guys that you've been on all year just because, you know, they just like everything else, you got to keep proving it that you're the one if you want to stay on the list all year long. And that's really, really hard to do because somebody's going to start outperforming you. I so I think agree. I switched three of them this week. But I think overall I had about nine switches, so. All right. So uh, do you want to take us to anything? Oh, yeah, we have to do our pick six. Ooh. So just a reminder, last week we both did four and two. So I picked some. I picked all the games this week just to give myself an advantage. And I have no idea who they, what they are. Should have told like you before normal. the call. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first up, we have Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland is favored by three. I am going to take, I hate to take Houston on the road because I really like Cleveland's chances at home. I'm going to take Cleveland. Cleveland minus three it is. So that's exactly what I did. I took Cleveland. So Washington at Detroit. Detroit is favored by four and a half. I am going Detroit, and that's one of my picks for the survivor this week. All right. Detroit. By four and a half. See, I'm 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 getting away from Detroit right now just because their teams look look is looking like it's turning into a mess. Just like they were at the start of the year. But we'll see. What the scary part is, I think didn't um quarterback just get put on COVID watch. I don't know, but he hasn't Matthew Stafford's been playing pretty bad. So but you know, Washington hasn't looked great either, but they did hold their own against the Giants in a division game. So I'm doing the Washington plus four and a half. You're doing Detroit. All right. Yeah. So next up is Philadelphia at Giants. Speaking of division games, uh, it's Philadelphia by three and a half at New York Giants. I'm going to take the Giants. I did too. Welcome to the Ooh. Giants. I'm, I'm buying the Kool-Aid for the Giants. I really think that, you know, not their offense, but their defense is turning it around. They're looking good. I'm really jumping on that bandwagon. So buying the Kool-Aid for the Giants D for sure, at least their fantasy D, which is different than real life, but I live in a fantasy world. So (laughs) next up, Tampa Bay at Carolina, Tampa Bay's favored by five and a half after coming off to that, coming off of that, just wampin by New Orleans. I am going to take Tampa Bay. They're going to be pissed. They just got thumped. That's exactly my thought. I think, yeah, they, they're mad now. I got to go to Carolina. And their defense is still a pretty good defense. But Carolina also, just like uh, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater is going to just uh, take what he can get. Nothing big. Hopefully he does some big throws to uh, Robbie Anderson, but that's the selfish me talking. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Miami. They have Miami by two and a half. I'm buying the Kool-Aid on Tua and taking Miami. Tua over Herbert. This game might have a nice billing, right? Because these are the top yeah. two rookies taken in the draft. Herbert and Tua. I don't remember their picks, but they weren't number one, but they were up there around three and four maybe. So we'll see how this goes. I do we like that a- Herbert, Herbert. Go ahead. Yeah, Herbert. We had a good conversation. Mr. Wild in our league, you know, he's a Miami fan. And we're talking, he's like, he says, Herbert is going to be the best one, you know? And I was like, out of the two, I says, yeah, you're probably right. I said, it's kind of like back in the day when it was Elway Marino and Elway was the better one of the two. You guys just got the second hand guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the second place. 
You know what? <laughs> Fantasy wise, it might be Herbert, her her bear, but winning wise, I mean, Tua hasn't lost. He's two and zero, right? Or bear Correct. has won one game since he's been a starter. So, I mean, I wouldn't put them all on him. He should have won that last game if the receiver or tight end holds onto that ball, but. He put the ball where it needed to be. He just needs the receivers to come down and make those catches. Um, so it's it's interesting, but we'll see. I think uh, wins are what matters in the NFL, so Tua definitely has the leg up there. So the last two, in case I didn't say it, I had Tampa Bay also, and I have Miami, Miami also. All right, so last one. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, they have Pittsburgh by seven. Not, I think Pittsburgh's going to win, even with the points. The hard part is Big Ben's on COVID, bum knees now, but I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I just, I think they're too good defensively. That's how exactly how I see it. In fact, I think I have Pittsburgh winning this by 18 and a half, which is one of my biggest spread lines <laughs> I've had all year. And just for fun, um, our tie game. Or our tiebreaker. Let's pick uh, Denver at Las Vegas. Oh, of course, you have to pick Denver. They have <laughs> Las Vegas is favored by five at home. I'm going to go with Denver, knowing that they're going to put up some points in garbage time. <laughs> I I actually think this game's more of a pick 'em. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. So I am also going with Denver. Let's see. We had, we both had Cleveland. I, I had, had Washington. one different. That's that's so we didn't need the tiebreaker anyway. But we both had Cleveland. I had Washington. You had Detroit. We both yeah. had the Giants. We both love Tampa Bay. We both have Miami, and we both have Pittsburgh, and yeah. we both have Denver in the tiebreaker. So, really, the only game that matters to us is Washington Detroit. Let's see how that one goes. All right, yeah. that's it for our uh, pick six of the week. Good luck to you. I think uh, you've, you're, uh, we're one and one in the last two weeks. And before that, I don't even remember. So, yeah, me neither. But going into the home cooking category, I did the uh, garlic bread cheeseburgers. Oh, Ooh, that's really so good. good. Really good. Um, and I also did, I'll give some love, Sam, the cooking guy on YouTube. I was flying through the videos. And it said, chicken Alfredo burrito. I was like, huh. So I didn't quite cook it the way he did, but I did chicken Alfredo burritos. <laughs> that sounds interesting. I can't say I'm it sold was, on it, but. If you like Alfredo, I didn't do the regular Alfredo noodles. I did a, the pen noodles. So it's okay. more and put it in there and then you just put the cheese on top like you would your alfredo and then i poured a little extra sauce to make it wet dude it was actually very good i wouldn't be i wouldn't be beyond trying that it does sound interesting but it's that time of year with thanksgiving coming up where i start looking for things that maybe i've never tried before and you know to see how things taste i love food so i'm all <laughs> about the buffet team <laughs> yep and i don't have any plans for anything new this weekend trying other than maybe go back to uh try to figure out a uh chicken wing recipe all right yeah it's it's all about the sauce because if you can buy chicken wings at the store that are just frozen chicken wings with no flavor or nothing 
that's a lot cheaper than buying the bags, the ones that already have the flavors on them. So it's all about make saving that money. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we have a little bit of time before the game. I think it's only five, six hours away now because we're doing the show early today. So do you want to look into tonight's game, Thursday night game? We have Indianapolis at Tennessee. I think it's pretty much Vegas is looking at this as a picking game, which is kind of makes sense. Um, Tennessee's kind of been playing not really the top notch lately, but they've had some surprising wins and surprising losses. Indies had a good defense like they have all year, but that offense is starting to fall apart. So how do you see this game going tonight? I'm going to be watching the matchup. I think the Colts are going to be able to hold Henry to uh, under 100 yards. I think they're pretty defensive line. And I don't think Rivers is going to be able to – I don't think he'll really lose the games like he used to. I just don't think he can win a game if he had to. He's not taking it deep like he used to. So I'm going to take Tennessee, low-scoring game, and I hope Ryan Tannehill throws a couple touchdowns to Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's starting Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking to see what Indianapolis does with their run game. Uh, who's who's going to get the bulk of the carries? Because I see them basically trying to get their running game going against Tennessee. Because you know Tennessee's going to have their running game going. So is it going to be the rookie yeah. and Jonathan Taylor? Is it going to be uh, maybe Naheem Hines coming back? Or is it going to be that Wilkins guy? Or somebody completely different? Or do they just say a... Forget the run game. We're going to just throw it to our whatever healthy tight end we have left. So that's that'll be interesting. But I think we're going to see some kind of a low-scoring running game. Yeah, and even if Tennessee doesn't get the running game going, they're probably still going to be trying to force the ball to Henry. They do it all the time. Yeah, they, they're, they're looking at A.J. Brown a little bit. He's had some pretty big games lately. Yeah, but I don't. when was the last time Henry really had under 20 carries? That's true. And if anything, this is the time to, to get him involved and let him just run away with the game. So this could be a big one for him. Yeah, I so think I, I do slightly like Indianapolis because of the defense, because I think if they can actually stop Derrick Henry, which is, that's where my doubts are, then they've got a chance of winning this because I don't think uh, I would be too afraid of Tannehill. All right. I, I'm going to take Tennessee just because they're at home. And I think they're a fair matchup team. I think they're pretty equal overall. I'm going to go with Indianapolis because I think they get a couple of interceptions off of Tannehill. So we can make this as our tiebreaker because we're different. There you go. We'll take in Denver. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) tiebreaker number two, which we don't really need. Exactly. I got Indianapolis and you have Tennessee. And Tennessee is just so hard to judge. Yeah. Is A.J. Brown playing? I heard he was day-to-day. He might not be. I haven't been uh, following the injury news there. So. And it's kind of been down and quiet. So They had their other guy back, the, the rookie, though, right? Uh, what was his name? I think um, Michael Pittman, Jr.? Yeah. He, uh, he might be coming back. Didn't he come back last week? It's offense. Yeah. I don't pay attention to those injuries. Well, the big the big one we just need to watch. Jonan Smith needs to get a touchdown. So 
<laughs> let's not throw it to Corey Davis because I'll bench him and let's go to tight end Jonan Smith for two touchdowns and I'll get four touchdowns out of the game. 14-0. There's, there's the game plan. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, I've been, I have, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, I picked up that Fersker, uh, uh-huh. the other tight end on uh, Tennessee. And I think he's been out playing Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith still, you know, they're, they're going to lean on him when they get down by the end zone because I don't think they trust the other guy yet. But the other guy's getting more targets lately. So we'll see. Maybe that just means John Smith's fighting through some kind of injury and he's not 100% yet. But that one I'd keep an eye out on where that goes. So I guess I can't offer Joan and Smith plus something to acquire my running, my receiver I've been trying to get from you all year and McLaurin. Definitely not this week. McLaurin, I don't know if you watched that game last week, but he got thrown into, was it like double or triple coverage? He makes one little move and he's gone for like 50, 60 yards for the touchdown. So that was beautiful to watch. I think he's actually, it doesn't, he's had terrible quarterback play the whole time in the NFL. Does it really matter? That's why I want him from you. Just for the record. I don't know what to offer yet for him, but he's, I've been trying to get him a few times from you. Well, let me tell you who my running back starters are this week. DeAndre Swift for Detroit and Devontae Booker for Las Vegas. So you can see where I'm running into some desperation issues because I have Ezekiel Elliott, who's on a bye, not really playing that well. I have David Johnson, who's in the concussion protocol, may not even play this week. And then I just finally got rid of uh, Corey Clement because Miles Sanders is coming back. So Corey Clement's, you know, a couple of points here and there might just go down to zero. And then I got rid of Brian Hill, who I think still has a pretty good chance of being a guy, but he's still the, you know, second to Gurley. So. Well, there's a Gordon, whichever they, might, they have there in Atlanta. Might be willing to do a James Connor. A James Connor? See, I don't really like James Connor. Well, I know you don't like uh, Zach Moss. <laughs> I might if he could get going, but you know, he got the touchdown vulture there at quarterback with Allen yeah. taking all those uh, goal line carries. So it's it's not anything that I like. It's actually Gurley at Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I said. Todd Gurley at Atlanta. I had to look yeah. it up. So I wasn't sure. We'll uh, we'll talk trade a little bit later. Well, do you have anything to <laughs> to add before we bore everyone to death with trade talk? Nope, I am getting ready to go get some good lunch. I haven't figured out what yet. I just barely ate, so I'm going to get back to work. All, All right, right. So if you want to send us an email, a shout out, any kind of questions or whatever, we'll be happy to answer them. Our email is idpbuffet at gmail.com. That's idp b u f f e t at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing any questions or comments all right well if you don't have anything else then i'll talk to you later all right talk